Do you have a hard time knowing when you're actually hungry? Do you always feel hungry? Do you only feel hunger when it's an extreme level of hunger, like growling? I went through my TikTok yesterday, and yesterday I just felt inspired to go through all of my posts and comment back. And honestly, I've been avoiding it. I avoid reading my comments sometimes, especially on TikTok, because it can get savage. Most people, 90 plus percent of the people are lovely, amazing, fantastic, but the 10% is so savage that sometimes I just don't look. Anywho, a lot of the questions I got on this post had to do with hunger. I don't know when I'm hungry and all of that. So we're going to get into it today. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. If you've been in the dieting game or restricting off and on for a very long time, I'm going to assume that you are pretty disconnected from your body. You might be really numb to its signals. You might be able to tell only the extreme signals, like extreme levels of hunger or extreme levels of fullness. It's hard for you maybe right now to pay attention to the nuanced signals in between. And I'm going to share with you an example of this in my own life. That's kind of funny. It's also about dating and back when I was an undergrad. In undergrad, that was the time when I was the most insecure, that I was the most body conscious, that I had the biggest struggles with food. Also, that was the time I lived alone. So it was a lot of alone, sad girl eating vibes happening. And also, I didn't really have a boyfriend up until second year of college, so I didn't know about boys. Dating was foreign to me. It was something really exciting, but something so unfamiliar. And it was second year summer, and I had happened to talk to this boy at a party, and it was a kickback back in Berkeley, and he just was so cute from afar. He was tall and handsome and he played basketball and he seemed charming. He had this like type of look. The Asian girls out there might might get this, but I like the squinty eye monolid look and he had that. So he really checked off the boxes. Plus he had a deep voice. So it was the whole package for me and I was really smitten with him. But in the first few months of dating him, I was so self-conscious. I was so at that point still disconnected from my bodily signals that I ignored a lot of things. At that point in my life, and I don't actually even know how I didn't make this connection, but I didn't drink enough water. I didn't eat enough veggies. My digestion was a wreck. I was also always anxious all the time. And so pair all of those together, I was always constipated, (laughs) especially around him because I wasn't relaxed. I was trying to look cute. I was super self-conscious, didn't drink enough water. I was just really flustered. Um, Just imagine a really self-conscious, flustered undergrad college girl. That was me, um, hands in the air. And I remember he was staying over at my place, um, my studio apartment for the summer, and he stayed over for days, if not weeks on end. You might be able to relate, but when someone first moves in with you, even for a short period of time, you might be feeling really anxious, especially when going to the bathroom because you're still trying to present yourself in a certain way. So I had such anxiety that I had a 
maybe a three-day period of time where I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't actually go number two. And after about the third day, I could have sworn my body was just turning yellow. All the toxins were building up in my system. And finally, after the third day of him just staying in my apartment, not leaving, I burst out into tears. I remember it so vividly. It was in the afternoon. I was so backed up. I was so uncomfortable. I was so bloated. I was like almost sweating because like the toxins were circulating. I literally started crying and telling him like, don't you need to go out to see your friends? Don't you want to go play basketball? Don't you want to just like leave the studio apartment for a little bit? I was like crying, telling him this. And he was like, what? what are you talking about? And I was like, can you just leave for a little bit? Just like go, just go. So to this day, he probably still thinks I kicked him out. He probably doesn't have any idea what was happening, but I truly needed peace in the place to go to the bathroom in peace. And I remember fast forward a few days later, he told me something that was so eye-opening. I thought he was a genius and it just makes me sound really silly, but that day, a few days later, he's like, you know, I'm feeling really kind of constipated or like backed up. He probably used a more delicate term. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's go get a salad today. And I was like, oh, is the remedy for constipation a salad? Like, I just didn't even make that connection. I was like, veggies, fiber, like, what is that? And he was like, yeah, let's go. I, I need to get some water and let's go get a salad. And so I went and he drank a lot of water at that time. Like he was very hydrated, much more so than I was. And he was very aware of what his body needed. And that was such a mind opening moment. And until that day, I didn't know that what you put in your body, there's an, there's an effect to it, cause and effect. All that to say is I was so disconnected from my body. I did not know at all what it needed. I didn't know how to honor my cues. I was so self-conscious and anxious. So going back to feeling hunger, right? Sometimes we're so disconnected with what our body needs. We haven't actually strengthened that connection. Like I literally never knew that veggies helped with constipation until I tried it. Like that first day I got salad with him and then I realized, oh, maybe this does help things move along a little bit better. And then a few days later I had more cooked veggies and I saw the effects of cooked veggies or veggies at one meal versus two meals versus three meals. And that was like a practice, like a daily practice of refining and learning what my body needed. Same thing with hunger. Maybe right now you you don't really know how much your body needs or the right cadence for your body, and you've just operated on extremes. You know, for me, for 20 years, I really hated veggies. I never ate veggies, so I didn't know what it could be like to have a better digestive system. In the past as well, I also ate at extreme points. I thought hunger was only about feeling that grumbling, empty feeling. That was what I thought hunger was. I didn't know any different. I didn't know that there could be a calmer level of hunger, that there could be a level of hunger where I wasn't moody or hangry or shaky or all of the symptoms that were actually unpleasant. I didn't play around with that because I only knew one way of operating, which was eat at an extreme level of hunger. But also, I thought that that was the right way to do it. I really did think that 
I only deserve to eat if I'm like shaking, like if my entire body is empty and I'm running on fumes. That was what I thought was appropriate. But I promise you, if you are noticing that it's unpleasant, when you start eating a meal and you're feeling unpleasant about that level of hunger, like it's not fun, (laughs) there is a more pleasant, calm, fun level of hunger to start eating at. For example, was there ever a time where you ate a meal and you're like, oh, I'm not even hungry and you ate it and you didn't eat, you just kind of picked at it. And after you ate the meal, you're like, oh, okay, I'm satisfied. That's almost kind of what I want you to try playing around with more of, because while you may not think that that's true hunger, your current definition of true hunger, and this is just a guess, is probably a little bit on the extreme end. It's a little bit unpleasant. So I encourage you to find a level of hunger that feels more pleasant. And once you find that, it's kind of like a pendulum. I always talk about this. If you start eating at an extreme level of hunger where you're like about to pass out, you're so hungry and you could basically rip off someone's arm and eat it. By the time you get to a meal, I have a feeling that you're going to be scarfing that thing down. You won't even really enjoy it or be able to taste it because you're so hungry. And by the time you know it, you've overshot and eaten until you're uncomfortably full. But if you play around with a level of hunger that maybe right now you don't think is true hunger, when you start there at that calm level, when you do start eating a meal, you're going to approach it calmly the entire experience of it, and you're going to be able to taste it a little bit better, be able to slow down more, and notice when you're comfortably satisfied a little bit easier. So when you set yourself up for success, when you start off calm, you also just end up being a little bit more comfortable afterwards. So basically, the more comfortable and calm you start a meal, the more comfortable and calm you might be after a meal. And then the the opposite happens. If you're more anxious and hangry before a meal, you're also going to be uncomfortable probably after the meal. And so I want to leave you with a few tips as well on how hunger can present outside of the growling. So if you, for example, notice yourself thinking about food a lot more, that could very well be a sign that you're kind of getting hungry soon or you're getting hungry now. It could also be feeling distracted, like you can't really focus as well on the task at hand. Some people will notice a little bit of a headache or even sleepiness or brain fog and a little bit of lack of energy. So all of these other sort of signs could point to the fact that you are getting hungry. So tune into that and pro tip, most people, if they ate an adequate meal will get hungry three to five hours later. So I'm going to challenge you to reflect on your past 24 hours and notice when you got hungry. For most people, especially the clients that I work with, they'll tell me their meal timing and their meal patterns every day and also their hunger patterns. And it almost always falls within that three to five hour umbrella And that's something I'll encourage you to do too, because the more that you can train yourself to eat more frequently and consistently within that time window, the better you'll be at picking up your hunger signals when they're not too extreme. On the flip side, if you notice that you're always hungry, or maybe it's this mind hunger, you're always looking for something to eat, I would then think about a few things. One, 
is your body still recovering from a diet or a period of restriction? Because sometimes it could very well be that where your body is trying to protect you and make sure that you have some meat on your bones, right? To recover from that restriction. So your hunger and your appetite is revved up for a period of time. I'll say that in my recovery journey, my appetite was pretty revved up for at least a year or two where I, I did feel like I was always hungry. But again, I always felt the need to restrict too. So within, you know, periods of eating a lot, I also bounced back with periods of under eating a lot. So I was always oscillating between extremes. So I would ask yourself that. And then two, is it kind of this mind hunger where your mind is ravenous, where you have to do 10 million things at a time, where you feel like you can't sit still. If you sit still, you want to eat something. I would say that that might be more of an anxious habit, just like how I fiddle with things or I need to have like (laughs) my four cup mason jar of tea in addition to my decaf coffee, in addition to my green tea with me at all times. I always have to be consuming something. And I think that's just my, maybe my low key chronic anxiety needing to fiddle with something or consume something. If that's the case, I would go back to one of my previous episodes. I think I talk about this a few episodes ago of like, I can't sit still. Otherwise I think about food, go back to that. And it does have to do with how comfortable are you being in your own company? If you're really at peace being in your own company and not having to like do 50 million things, read something, learn something, that might be a part of it. So being at peace with yourself might help this this constant need to do something or munch on something. But again, I am a victim of this as well. I moved from being super obsessive with food to now just like drinking 8 billion cups of tea and coffee throughout the day. I'm like never not drinking something. (laughs) So, you know, to each their own, we're all kind of transitioning and moving along our self-growth journey. So that's what I would say there. So to wrap it up, This is all about being connected with your body and understanding what it needs at all times. So just like how it's very easy for all of us to know when we're thirsty or to know when we need to go pee or hopefully to know um, when to go use the bathroom for number two or what you need to make sure you have good bowel movements, which I did not know back in college because I was disconnected with my body. I encourage you to just start eating more frequently every three to five hours, or at least step one even before that is to notice your hunger patterns throughout the day. Eventually down the line, I my hope for you is that it's just as easy for you to recognize that calm, gentle level of hunger as a signal to go pee, right? So when you go pee, you kind of know that first signal of, okay, I need to go use the bathroom. And then if you wait a 30 minutes, it's like, oh man, my bladder is pressing on me or like another 30 minutes go by and you're like, oh my God, I can't like, you're like squeezing your thighs together. It's all like going to explode. That buildup is similar to hunger where it's like, okay, the first 30 minutes I could go pee. I don't need to, I can wait. That's kind of like that calm level of hunger. Like, oh, I could go eat, but I don't have to, I can wait a little bit. But then another 30 minutes goes by and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Knife and fork in hand. That's kind of like, you know, that second phase. And then finally, you know, another 30 minutes goes by and you're like, oh my God, I cannot focus. I can't do anything. I should have eaten 30 minutes ago. So think about it through the lens of like, I don't know, going to the bathroom, going to go pee. 
If you're having trouble with this, I would be more than happy to support you. That's why I have The Collective, a monthly membership with people from this community, the Craving Food Freedom community, where I get together on a live Zoom call every Monday and we really talk about this stuff. The nuances of hunger, the nuances of fullness, how we feel about our bodies, our confidence, intuitive eating, the whole shebang. So I invite you to check that out on my website, cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash collective. It's a seven-day free trial in the beginning, and then you get charged a monthly subscription fee. But you get me live every week, plus a tight, close-knit group of badass women who are working through this as well. So they're going to get you, you're going to get them, and we're going to work through this together. So go check it out and I will chat with you all next week.